everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzzbeard Sportscast. I'm your host, Paramore Sanders, and today, guys, we have a great episode on tap for you, so let's get straight to it. So, first off, um, just to clarify, kind of, I know the episode's going to come out Thursday, the 20th at noon. That's always, usually, it's almost always on Thursday at noon. Um, next week, it might be a little bit later. Um, due to some conflicts, but I'm recording this one on Wednesday, so I'm recording a day early, so I'm recording ahead of Bruins game two, so I have not, um, so all, res- all things I talk about, the Bruins are pretty much after game one, so I'll try and, like, keep it more as, like, a general thing in the series than what I saw in game one, just to keep it from being outdated, and likewise for the Celtics, even though it's not really gonna matter, um, for the Celtics, even though it's not really gonna matter, it is uh, at a point where they just play their second game on Tuesday night. So, I have seen two games of the Celtics series, one game of the Bruins series. Um, in terms of the other NBA series, we'll, we'll go again to that later. Um, but what I want to do here today was we're going to start with the NBA, just we'll obviously focus in on the Celtics, then we'll talk about the rest, and then we'll head over to the NHL and the Bruins and just what's going on with the Eastern Conference, which looks like it could be a bloodbath. Um, And I think whoever comes out of the East should win the Cup uh, this season. All right, so let's start with the Boston Celtics because really... um, I don't want to spend as much time on this series because they should win in four. And even if they win in five, it's still disappointing. Um, But look, I mean, they opened up a 30-point halftime lead in game one, right? That was good. And they ended up winning by 13. That was good. Um, But still, I mean, this is an an NBA playoff game. Like, these teams just aren't going to roll over. And die, and it was nice to see like the Hawks kind of make a run, and the Celtics just hold them at arm's length, and they make a run and just hold them at arm's length, and so on and so forth. And then it was also nice to see in this uh, most recent game in Game 2, where they also won by 13. It was a very similar game. Um, really, once Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams came in, that's when the game shifted. I believe, I want to say that was like with five minutes left in the first quarter, somewhere around there. And the Hawks were on a little run, and then the Celtics ended up taking the lead by the end of the quarter. And then it was kind of the same thing. The Celtics would get up by, like, around 20 points. He Hawks would make a mini run and cut it to, like, 10. Then the Celtics would go up to 15, back to 10, and they ended up winning by 13 again. So, look, I mean, one thing that stands out to me is the play of Derek White in this series. And Derek White last night, well, the night before he had 24 points. Tonight, he had 26 points, and um, impressive. Impressive performances from Derek White. It just seems like he always makes the right play. You look at a guy who's hustling back on the defensive end as well, and who's probably going to be named to the all-defensive team. But this is a guy who right now deserves to start, deserves to, in my opinion, play over Marcus Smart. And in Game 2, he did play more minutes than Marcus Smart, which I think is an encouraging sign. I do, because I think that Derek White is the third best player on this Boston Celtics team right now, and I don't think I'm shocking anybody when saying that. 
Jason Tatum played 40 minutes, 29 points. Jalen Brown had 18 points in 36 minutes, and Al and Al Horford at eight points in 32 minutes. We haven't seen an Al Horford game yet. I think it's coming, but the three-headed monster at point guard is doing what it's supposed to do. And I think if you told me, if you took the names off and you said who would I play, I'd play Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon easily, easily. They should be starting. Marcus Smart should be coming off the bench. But at the end of the day, Marcus Smart cannot come off the bench. And there were a couple shots in game two, especially early on, where it's like, dude, like this is why, this is why I don't like you. Like it's pull up. There was one shot. I want to say it was early in the second quarter. I can't remember exactly. But they just got a nice defensive stop. Um, Marcus Smart gathered the rebound, just dribbled up, left wing shot with like 19 seconds left, just front rim. And it's just like, dude, like. At that point, Tatum was playing well. Derek White was on a little bit of a heater. Rob Williams looked awesome. It's like he needs to get his. And he's still at six assists, and he kind of settled down after that. But he, I just don't think he can stand the fact that sometimes when somebody has the hot hand, give him the hot hand. And I think a great example of that is what the Hawks did yesterday. Deontay Murray in the third quarter got the hot hand. They were feeding Deontay Murray. Feeding Murray. Guys weren't trying to do their own thing. They looked at Murray. They said, look, this guy's hot. Get him the ball. Let him go ISO. Let him score. And that kept on working because he was hot. And when Marcus Smart is passing the ball and taking catch-and-shoot threes and driving near the rim, that's when he's at his best. But he should not be taking pull-up threes. He should not be taking threes early in the shot clock. Period. I, I don't know why it's so hard for this team to understand. And we haven't seen... Yet, I know it's only two games, and we haven't seen the trademark Celtics lapse, where it's like, oh, we'll go to rest. I mean, we saw that a little bit in the second half of game one, but we still haven't seen it yet. But look, at the end of the day, they're going to win this game, right? They're going to win this series in four or five games. It should be four, but it may be five. They might have a letdown. That's fine. Philly's up 2-0 over Brooklyn. Honestly, Philly hasn't impressed me that much. I'm not going to lie. I haven't, I haven't been impressed with the Philadelphia 76ers. I really haven't. And I just... Maybe it's... This team's just... This team's game just doesn't translate well to the playoffs. Um, Joel Embiid still has never made a conference finals. He got... The Nets were up. The Nets looked good in game two. And they just couldn't... They just couldn't hold on. I mean, they held Joel Embiid... At, 20 points, which is pretty good. Tyrese Maxey, 33 points, is the only reason why the Sixers won that game. But it's just with this, with this Sixers team, I see a team that's okay. They're gonna, they're a good team, right? But I'm still not taking them to beat the Celtics. I mean, I just don't trust the Sixers team in the playoffs. I think that Joel Embiid can stop. Uh, excuse me. I think that Al Horford can stop Joel Embiid. I think that James Harden, while he can get his yes whenever he wants, that's true. I think that I don't, I don't think he's what he once was when in Houston. And I'm also not worried. Tyrese Max is the, honestly one of the players that's scary. Outside of unbeat, Tyrese Max is the second most scary player. It's not James Harden. Um, but really, I'm 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 penciling in the Celtics for the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think a lot of people are penciling them in for the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Now the question becomes, will the Milwaukee Bucks get there? Will the Milwaukee Bucks get to the conference finals? Their own one. They're down 1-0 in the series. If Miami takes game two, I, be- I believe that's tonight, Wednesday night. If Miami takes game two, uh-oh. Uh-oh, they take game two, they're heading back to Miami. Oh, no. That could be very, very bad for the Milwaukee Bucks. Look, I still have the Bucks coming out of the East. I do. But if he, I think Giannis is, Giannis is a game-time decision tonight. If he doesn't play tonight and the Heat win, that's bad. That's bad news. And playoff Jimmy Butler, and if they get and if the Heat can just get one and they go up three-one, entering Game Five, that is in trouble for the Milwaukee Bucks. And this is going to be a hard-fought series. I've heard some people, um, some Boston Globe writers have said, even some Boston sports journals, the guys have said it looked like. Um, and people have said that it looked like the Milwaukee Buck, the Miami Heat purposely lost against the Hawks to face the Bucks. That could be true. That could very well be true. And I'm looking at this Bucks team right now. Chris Middleton's been good, but they can they can beat the Heat without Giannis or limited Giannis. They can do it. But if this is a lingering thing. And Cleveland and New York both look really good. That series is tied one one. New York played looked. Very good in game one, and Cleveland very good in game two. That's going to be a fun series to watch. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have as much faith, faith as Milwaukee getting in the finals as I once did. I don't. And part of that is the Giannis injury, and part of that is the Heat. I I would not sleep on this Heat team. I really wouldn't. And I, I'm not going to harp on them because the Bucks could, the Bucks could win tonight, Wednesday night, and then they could just... Win game three, and then they're up two one, and it's kind of like okay, it's over. But this is a, this could be a long series. This is a series that you could look at if you're the Bucks, and even if they win, you could say, look, Giannis is limited. We play a lot of minutes. Some guys who are always hurt, such as Chris Milton, played six games, seven games. That's not good. That's not good for the rest of their postseason. Cleveland, New York has been a great series, and just to head over to the Western Conference real quick. And starting off with the Nuggets, I mean they're gonna romp through the T Wolves. That's not gonna be, that's not gonna be close. Um, but then it gets interesting in the conference. I mean this four five series between the Suns and the Clippers has been eye candy. The Clippers won Game One, and then Devin Booker just turned it on in the third quarter to win Game Two. But look, I had the Clippers and Bucks before the playoffs, uh, before the season started in my finals. I believe I had the Bucks winning. I mean, God damn. The the Clippers with Russell Westbrook look like a new team. They look like a new team. And I, I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan. I thought he got too much hate for what happened in L.A. I, I think that he's still a very good player and can do a lot. And he had 28 points in game two. 28 points. Um, which was very impressive from Russell Westbrook. I... I still, I still have faith in this Clippers team, but look, the Suns have two of the best. I would say the two best mid-range shooters in the game, and Booker and, um, and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I would say those are the two best mid-range shooters in the game. And Chris Paul is one of the top ten guys. And then I think you get into the Jalen Browns of the world. Um, Kawhi Leonard's got a really nice mid-range shot, but Kawhi Leonard is basically putting this team on his back in this series, with a little help from Russell Westbrook, but it's mainly been Kawhi Leonard. Um, and look, he did, he did it with the Raptors. You can say Siakam and Lowry, yeah, they had good playoffs, but he, but he's putting the team on his back and that's what it's going to take. 
that's what it's going to take to beat Phoenix, um, in my opinion. And one of the best part about this series is this has been an every other series, and that it looks like outside of a couple of days, that's what it's going to be, and that's great. I hate the extra day of rest. It's very frustrating. But Kawhi Leonard had 31 points, 8 and 7 um, in the loss. Russell Westbrook had 20, as I mentioned. And then game one, Kawhi Leonard had 38 points. So this is going to this is gonna go seven games. And I just don't know if I trust this Suns team, CP no rings, um, to pull it out. I really I really don't. I really want to take the Clippers, but that conference semifinals with the Nuggets is going to be very, very interesting. And then you've got the Kings, or the light, the beam. Light the beam, Sacramento. They're up 2-0 over the defending champions. According to the NBA Bracket Challenge, 76% of people picked the Golden State Warriors to win this series. I have the Golden State Warriors in the finals. I mean, I, I hope Sacramento wins. I, I Sacramento's that team that doesn't really play defense, just plays offense, but they've got really likable players. And they've got that really likable, which a lot of people find stupid, but I love it. The light the beam tradition where after every home run, they hit a button and it lights a beam. I, I love the light the beam. I think that's the greatest. And they're up 2-0. They can, they can pull this off. They can definitely pull this off. And Clay Thompson, I, look, I try and like the guy, but he's just gotten very, very frustrating. Every time you try and ask him a question about the series, he just puts up four as in the four ranks he has. Like, dude, that's great. That's great. Don't get me wrong. But what do you think about Sacramento being up 2-0? Putting up, saying that you have four rings doesn't do anything. Sorry, it doesn't. And Draymond Green suspended for Game 3 due to the step her around the world. I want to say that game is... Um, I want to say that game is Thursday night. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday night. It might, it might actually be Wednesday night. Yeah, it's Thursday night, Game 3. That's an important game. Um, for sure, for sure. The Warriors need to win that one at the Chase Center. And then I picked the Lakers to beat Memphis, and the Lakers look like a whole new team since the trade deadline. It's unreal. Rui Achimura looks great. D'Angelo Russell's looked pretty good. Um, getting rid of Russell Westbrook has done wonders for this team spacing. And now the Grizzlies are probably, I think, going to be without John Morant for Game 2. That game's tonight. I mean, the Lakers kind of scare me. They do kind of scare me because this has looked like a new team. And if LeBron and AD can stay healthy, this team can definitely make a run in the conference finals, especially because um, Golden State doesn't look great on the road. Sacramento, still young and experienced, even if they beat. I think they're going to beat Memphis in six games. I mean, I don't want to put the Lakers in the finals, but they could definitely get there. And if you have the Lakers going up against the Nuggets in the conference finals, I mean... A lot of people are going to be taking the Lakers in that one. A lot of people. So the the NBA finals, uh, the NBA playoffs, excuse me, has gotten really interesting, really, really interesting. And we'll do we'll do some more predictions after the first round in terms of finals and um, finals and finals champions. But going over to the Stanley Cup playoffs, look, Bruins are up one nothing on the Florida Panthers. Games two is Wednesday night. In game one, at least, I saw a team that got outplayed for most of the game. The Bruins did not have their A game. I thought Florida played well, and the Bruins still beat them 3-1. Granted, that was with um, kind of a couple weird goals with Alex Leon laying Brent Marchand shot in and the one off the pad that Jake DeBrus tapped in. But look, I mean, the one that math, the one that the Panthers scored was Kachuk, 
And that was one that just kind of went off Orlov, deflected in the middle, and Kachuk just good hands and tight and scored. If you're... I'm feeling better about the Bruins. I am. I think they're going to lose game two, but this is a team that didn't play their best game. I thought they the Panthers played pretty well. I do. And they didn't have their best game. They took the Panthers, I would say, B plus A minus game, and they still won 3-1. And it was probably the Bruins' like C plus B minus game. That's scary. That's scary. It's a very, very scary thought. But I think they should beat the Panthers. They should. But this series still scares me. There's just something about this series that does scare me. And then going into the next round, I don't think I don't think they're going to beat the Lightning or the Maple Leafs. If it's the Maple Leafs, I think they sh- should beat the Maple Leafs because it's just it's just absolutely comical to watch the Maple Leafs lose every every single um, every single year. It's just ap- it's just it's a great time to watch the Maple Leafs lose every single. Um, it's just it's absolute it's absolutely comical absolutely comical and they did lose last night 7 to 3 73 lightning did have a couple power play goals but it seemed like everybody was in there Kucherov had a goal Corey Perry had a goal Brandon Point <coughs> excuse me Brandon Point had two goals so the lightning are still the team to be in the east in my opinion and i think that if the Bruins and the Lightning, who I think should beat the Maple Leafs, advance, that's going to be a battle. That is going to be a battle. I do feel better about the Bruins' chances being the Maple Leafs. Obviously, due to just um, just a ton of factors going on there. But look, the key for the Bruins is Linus. Can Linus Omar continue to do what he's doing? Can he continue to look like a Vezina Trophy winner? And a lot of these guys have had career seasons. I mean, go up and down the roster. David Pasternak, career high in points, career high in goals with 61. Linus Olmark, I believe his save percentage is like 939, somewhere around that. The team, obviously, the best team in the league right now. Pavel Zaka set career high. Jake DeBrusk had 26 goals. Yeah, Linus Olmark's save percentage was 938. I mean, I mean, Will Cinderella. Will Cinderella be able to stay at the ball past midnight? Will midnight clock on this what has been just a dream season for the absolute dream season for the Boston Bruins? I mean, it's it's gonna be frightening. I love watching the NHL playoffs more than the NBA playoffs. Because I think the NBA, you can really just watch the fourth quarter. And sure, a big moment's going to come earlier in the game. Yes, of course. And there's going to be moments that we talk about earlier in the game. But really, it's those last minutes. But in the NHL, I mean, from the f- initial face-off, it's, it's go, 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 go immediately. And it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what's going to happen here in the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially in the East. And the Hurricanes play game two tonight as well. Um, that's going to be a hard-fought series. I think people are overlooking the Islanders. Do I think they're the worst team in the playoff field? Yes. I do think they're worse than the Panthers, but still, this team is not to be overlooked. This could go six, seven games easy. Easily, this could go six, seven games. And then the Devils-Rangers, which I think is going to be the second-best series in the East behind Maple Leafs-Tampa um, Bay. Devils um, got smacked. They got smacked last night, losing 5-1 in the Rangers. 
Rangers, Chris Kreider finally showed up. He hasn't been there all year. He had two goals. Patrick Kane had an assist. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko had a goal. The Rangers are have some pressure here. They have some pressure on them to perform. They had a great trade light line. They need to do something um, this playoffs and like quickly, like quickly. I think they, I think they're likely opponent for the Boston Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals if they get there. I think we're going to be looking at Rangers Hurricanes in the next. I like the Rangers to get to the Conference Finals. I do. I think they're a dangerous team. Look, if you're looking for dangerous teams in the playoffs. Look at who, what teams have the best goalies, right? Linus Olmark probably going to win the Vezina. Florida's has a rough goalie. Vasilevsky's going to be a problem. Carolina's weakness is their goaltender. But then you go to the Rangers. They have Shesterkin. That's scary. The Oilers and Kings both don't have a goaltender. But then you look at the um, Jets, and they have Connor Hellybuck. They just beat the Vegas Golden Knights 5-1. You also look at a team like the Avalanche, who should have who got smacked last night by the Seattle Kraken. And what I think has was the most stunning result of um, of game ones in the first round. They lost three one. They did not look good. Will the Kraken be able to knock off the defending champions? I think that's a little far. But then you look at the Dallas Stars. They have they have a uh, Jake Ottner in the in between the pipes. So those are the teams. That can which goalies can steal a series? Which goalies can steer steal a game here and there? And those are the teams that scare me. If I'm a Boston Bruins fan, but just going back to the West, I mean, I think this seems like the Oilers' year. Like it really, really does seem. I'm a lot of people like the Jets to beat the Golden Knights. I'm I'm kind of in that camp. I think Connor Hellebuck is a dangerous goaltender. That's gonna be an interesting matchup to see um, against the Edmonton Oilers. I'm also interested. I think the Avalanche will get back on their feet, but the Kraken stealing home ice advantage is absolutely massive for sure. And then Dallas, Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Wild um, beat Dallas in double overtime. So can Dallas um, come back? Can they get some legs for the Wild? That's that's a problem in the playoffs. If you lose early in the series, double overtime, triple overtime, and you don't get that win, and you play that many minutes, and you have to come back. Um, Every other night and play that. That's a tough. That's a tough way to start your playoffs. Um, it's going to be an uphill road for Dallas for sure. But going back to the Bruins, they. I would love for them to go up two zero tonight. Um, really, really. I mean, every obviously, I'd love them to play some short series. But I do have them losing in the second round. Or what I think is going to be the Lightning because I just think that Lightning are that team. Um, I'm a staunch believer in curses, um, superstitions, whatever you want, name them. I'm relating to sports, and the President's Cup trophy for the past 10 years has not advanced past the second round. So, it's pretty likely they're going to lose to one of these Florida teams, I or Toronto. But I did say that. I'm not really worried about Toronto, because they are Toronto, and they are the team that just can never beat the Boston Bruins, which is just always... Always just a great time to watch um, those series, which which usually go seven games. Um, Give us some great moments. Bergeron, Bergeron, Bergeron. Jake DeBrusque, um, his breakaway goal in Game Seven, and I believe which was twenty nineteen. But look, the Bruins have been the best team all season long. Can they go wire to wire? The way all is going to be interesting. It's going to be very very interesting. Look, I have a Lightning. I have a Lightning Oilers final. I have the Oilers winning it all. I kind of want to see the Oilers in the final. I feel bad for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And if they play the Boston Bruins, that is going to be absolute popcorn in the Stanley Cup Finals. 
Um, but just going the NHL, right? The NBA, you can kind of have whatever market in there, and they do have some good markets. Milwaukee is a good fan base. Miami is obviously a good fan base. Cleveland's a good fan base, small market. The Knicks being in is great for basketball. The Sixers being in is good. The Nets are going to lose, so it doesn't really matter. The Celtics being in is great for basketball, obviously. And the Hawks are pretty good for basketball. Denver's is kind of a smaller market, but good fans. Um, the Timberwolves doesn't really matter. Suns, eh. Clippers, both all four California teams in is very, very important. And then Memphis, which is a small market, but they do have a passionate fan base. But people are going to watch the NBA playoffs no matter what. But in terms of the NHL, you've got some big markets. Boston, Toronto, um, the Rangers are a big market team. Edmonton's a small market, but they're in Canada, so it's very important for them as well. Um, and then Colorado. But, but you have loyal fan bases here. Um, Carolina has a great fan base. Um, the Devils have a pretty good fan base as well. Winnipeg Jets have a good fan base. Um, but like teams like Florida, eh. Islanders sh- should have most of a good fan base. But the Kings are a big market, which is important for the league. Um, but they don't have as good of a fan base. But look, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, this is this is really the greatest time of the year. April, end of April, early May, where these teams are just going at it. And then hopefully, hopefully the, both of these teams are playing into June just to keep us eyes off the dreadful Red Sox. I'm just a little bit long, just a little bit. Um, and then next Thursday is the NFL draft. And um, we will try and do a little piece on that. Next week's kind of a busy week, but if I'm the Patriots in the first round, I'm looking to take... I'm looking to take a um I'm looking to take some type of tackle, some type of corner. Paris Johnson Jr. looks like a popular pick. If Christian Gonzalez um from this cornerback from Oregon is there, scoop him up as well. But we'll try and get something on the draft. If not, we will just um discuss it after the fact. But guys, as always, thank you for listening. Please visit our website www.fromballparks.com. Our Instagram is there, our Gmail is there, our Twitter is there. Guys, please DM us. Or email us any positive or negative feedback, segment ideas. Even if you just want to talk sports or possibly be on the show, show. Um, excuse me. I'm sure we could figure something up as well, guys. Please don't hesitate to reach out. We do love hearing from you guys. But that'll do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. I'm Perry Morzino signing out with the From Ballparks of Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.